0: Om most mother to say, translation and commentary by. divine grace to, to is the from the, part of part of the <laughs> <speaking> Yeah. 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 Sanskrit really is so flowing. Most European languages are some stress on different Sanskrit. Sort of wow. I'm just reading through Prophet's lectures and so many times Prophet is correcting the pronunciation. The Vedas are vast body of literature which were written down 5,000 years ago. <laughs> Origin goes back even long beyond the time, of the origin in human society goes back to the time of creation. Ved literally means knowledge, and the Vedic literature gives all kinds of knowledge to humans, you know, knowledge of science, mathematics, astronomy, astrology, arts, economics, sociology, politics, all kinds of knowledge are given in the Vedic literature for the advancement of humans. And particularly knowledge is given of how to uplift mankind to the spiritual planet, which is the particular purpose of human life. Now, the Vedic literature contains histories of the universe, not only of this planet, but all the planets in the universe, going back millions and millions of years, and also gives predictions for the future. Now, these, these predictions... They were written down 5,000 years ago. And by examining them today, we can see how accurate is the knowledge given in the baby In the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the most important of all the baby literature, an analysis of the present age in which we are living. Is given. In, at the beginning of Srimad Bhagavatam, the general description of Kali Yuga is given in this verse. And in the twelfth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, towards the end of Srimad Bhagavatam, detailed analysis, of these bad qualities of The Sri Lanka Bhagavatam doesn't only give predictions of the downfall of human society, but also gives the solutions. Therefore, a study of these predictions with the solutions is very valuable for human society. Because at the present time, human society is very much disturbed. Practically everybody feels disturbed in one way or another. Human society is very much in need of a clue as to how to organize itself in such a way that people can live peacefully together. That is the minimum qualification of a well-organized society. So by, by studying the predictions in Srimad Bhagavatam and understanding their accuracy, then we can understand that who was, was seen in the past, what is going to happen in the future. And because his predictions are so much accurate, we can understand that solutions he offers are also accurate. So this, uh, the first description of Kahn-Mooder given in the Bible, that in this age, people have thought Now, the, the Vedic literature describe described that civilized man has been present on this planet, and on many planets throughout the universe, for many millions of years. Modern man is propagating, modern scientists are propagating that civilized man has only been on this planet for a few thousand years, although they they have given the theory of evolution of man to lower species of life. However, the Vedic literatures give a different scenario, that civilized man has been present for many millions of years, and that time goes in great cycles, just like within each year there are seasons, spring, summer, autumn, winter. So, in the great cycle of time, there are different ages in which there are different characteristics. Just like we know in spring that the the bulbs, flowers they start to come up. Those trees which shed their leaves, they start to have leaves again. The harsh cold of winter starts to recede. In summer, we know that we expect long days with clear blue skies and autumn. Again, the coldness starts to begin start to shed their leaves, winter, cold and uh, So in the same way, there, there are seasons in time, of a great expense of time, which are described in the, the literature. first age is called Satya Yoga. That, in that age, uh, which lasted for four times, four in 32,000 years, years. Then uh, people they used to, human beings used to live up to 100,000 years. And almost everybody was a highly advanced kind of so natural disturbances were practically on of. Next came the Tritanyu, in which people lived for about, sorry, the, the duration of this is approximately 1,300,000, and people in this age used to live up to 10,000 years. And still people were very pious, uh, but the the religious principles, which had been almost 100% present in Satya Yoga, became diminished by 25%. Next came Dwarapa Yoga, which lasts for about uh, approximately 850,000 nice. years, in which the duration of life for human beings was generally around 1,000 years, and human society, religious principles within human society, became diminished to 50% then 5,000 years ago began kaliyug, which is to last a total of 432,000 in which the duration of life is supposed to be up to 100 years but that is also very much diminished religious principles are diminished to 25% that means when the irreligious principles are more than the religious principles then society becomes chaotic this point about short life expectancy we can see that Many people die very young. It's not uncommon for people of age 30 to have yeah. a heart attack, 30, 40 young men. In this country, so many people die young. And what to speak of? So many deaths by accidents, road accidents, plane crashes. Right. Although actually, according to statistics that were released in Britain recently, you know, more people suffer from accidents at home than on the road. Even the home is very dangerous, such as, for instance, electric shocks on. or or gas explosions, or someone's doing some work in their home, and the structure falls on them. So the the life, the duration of life is very short. According to the laws of karma, those who are sinful, their lifespan becomes very short. So in this age of Kali, people are very sinful. Four basic principles of religion, happiness, mercy, truth, austerity, they are anathema to the people. It's anathema. It means, it doesn't mean anything to them. It's, it's, Therefore, their lifespans are becoming short. So, very basic knowledge of how to keep healthy is practically unknown. Who taught all the devotees to do my best in the present process? In the present? Maybe I them. Most of the devotees are gone, They said, don't disturb the whole class. So, uh, even very basic principles of how to keep healthy are uh, in modern society, people don't have to eat all kinds of terrible foods. It's a mistaken idea that this will make them healthy. It's like in this country, people are very fond of eating meat and drinking alcohol. Why this so And they think this will make you very strong. But as a matter of fact, both meat and alcohol, they're very poisonous. And especially when you take them together, it becomes geometrically poisonous. Uh. But people don't care they think of it. It gives me more energy for more sexual appetite. And all, so many different foods they eat, poisonous. Just like you see, they put all kinds of chemical preservatives in food. And after some time, they find that everyone's getting cancer from these preservatives, even though they were supposed to have tested it nicely on different animals. So then they say, sorry, never mind, we'll find a new preservative. We won't use that one anymore. Then they find a new one, and then they find that's also poisonous. After 20 years, that's so many people have cancer. Actually, you'll, you'll find in any... Traditional culture. People, they know how to eat to stay healthy. Especially in India, this is well-developed knowledge. The basic point is, if you are unhealthy, don't eat. you find animals, if they become eat, if they become healthy, they simply, they don't eat until so their health is become. Healthy. But, uh, people in modern society, they don't know this. Before I joined this movement, I was staying for some time in a Christian monastery. So they were vegetarians in that monastery. Surprised, But they told me that, uh, they understood if they get sick, then they can eat some fish or eggs, just to help them get healthy. So, how to eat to be to be healthy? And Prabhupada said, eat a cold and starve a fever. Because if you have a cold, you should eat. If you have a fever, don't eat. One time Prabhupada was explaining that by use of different spices in cooking, that even when you're sick, you can eat different kinds of foods. If you know which kind of spice, which kinds of vegetables to combine, so it will help you to get healthy. In India, there are so many different rules for eating so to stay, so to stay healthy. Don't take it. some foods are cooling to the system, some foods are heating. So cooling food should be eaten in the summer, eating food should be eaten in the winter. Don't take uh, this uh, coconut water. It's very good to drink, but don't take it. So don't take it after a meal because it's very cooling. It stops fire. The digestion. digestion isn't. You have acidic stomach, don't eat acidic foods. But modern society, just uh, whenever you feel like it, it's no regulated time, no regular time for eating or sleeping. This is committing violence on the body. People think, never mind, if I feel sick, I'll just take some pills. So this uh, the pill has some immediate effect. But in the long term, the combination of ingesting all these chemicals combined with irregular lifestyle, wrong foods, it makes... People's whole system sick. sick. Uh, modern scientists are very proud that we have cured so many diseases. So modern society has created so many diseases. We find so many people are suffering from gastric ulcers caused by anxiety, irregular life, and wrong foods. So many people suffer from high blood pressure, so much mental disturbance. In England, last time as I said, they told me that one in three people in England uh, in the course of their life they need some psychiatric treatment. So people, they are unhealthy. Their lives are strong. Yeah, problem is given different reasons for uh, for bad health. How the vitality of your energy is taken away? Overeating, over sense gratification. This is very prominent in the Western countries, especially that the senses are always being stimulated all the time. People have to listen to some music, or they have to taste something, either cigarette or food or some drink. Tea or coffee. They very much stress how how, uh, the importance of sexual attraction. So that men and women dress to attract each other. Their dealings with each other are always lined with so many sexual overtones. So are these, this <coughs> great stress, <coughs> and sense gratification that takes away the energy of the human it becomes physically and mentally exhausted. Then, uh, over dependence on another's mercy. In Kali Yuga, there's practically no one is uh, has an independent means of livelihood. Everyone is, apart from very few people, everyone is working for someone else. But someone who is in this way a paid servant of someone else, then he cannot uh, develop his spiritual understanding because he has to become a servant, not only physically but mentally of his master. He has to live according to the standards dictated by the master instead of living according to the standard which will elevate him spiritual culture yes. and arti- artificial standards of living. People think, unless I have a car, my own house, unless I have so many material acquisitions, then my life is Is this particularly prominent in the consumeristic societies of the it, Western world. There's so much attention of the... so much of the human energy is channeled into getting more, 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 more acquisitions. There's a whole advertising industry which makes people, deludes people into thinking they need things which they don't need. You need a refrigerator. You need the best car. You need to be prestigious. Your family should have at least two or three cars. Three televisions. You don't need any television. Men have lived for thousands of years without televisions. Nowadays people think, unless we have a television, how can you live? Sometimes people charge our Krishna conscious mood as inflicting a cruel lifestyle upon its members. One of the evidences is that the members are not allowed to watch television. People think that this is the, this is how you should live as a human being. But actually they have no idea how one should live. The whole, the whole way of life is set up so that people will simply be disturbed in their mind. Therefore people live very unhappy, short lives, uh, harassing others and being harassed by others. People are very selfish. They think, what is my personal interest? Even in family life Many times the parents They don't much care for the children And the children hardly care at all for the Someone may be married for so many years With several children And then out of total selfishness He decides that Well, I don't like my wife anymore. My young secretary is much better looking So leave the wife and children And run off with the young secretary. Totally selfish these, these are symptoms of polyness People are also very lazy If they can get money by any easy means. In proper human society, everyone should make some contribution to the society. Everyone should work in such a way that his necessities of life are fulfilled, but at the same time, he's contributing something to the society. Just like we see previously, craftsmen took pride in their work. They wouldn't just make a chair, but they would see that they made it very nicely with stuff. So it would last for many, many years. And they would make some nice design some carving for aesthetic sense. Nowadays, everything is mass-produced in factories. Everything is just how you can make money. You can make money by cheating, lying, stealing, The that, that, that. So People are very lazy, not only materially, but spiritually. Nobody thinks what is the purpose of life. And human life is meant for inquiry into the absolute truth. Any thoughtful person must introspectively consider what is the meaning of life, what is... What is the meaning of the creation? Is there God? Who is He? What is our relationship with? Not only should people ask such questions, but they should apply themselves for, apply themselves to the path of spiritual improvement. This is the proper use of human life. Nowadays, such, uh, inquiries, people only dismiss them as foolishness. If someone engages in completely nonsensical activities, such as going to football matches or discos, They think, that's very good, very normal. But if someone is interested in spiritual realization, they think, this person is crazy. Or even if people do take to some spiritual path, again, because they're lazy, they look for something cheap. They look for some holy man who will bless them. They think, now I have the blessing, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to follow anything. I don't have to work on becoming purified. Quickly, I'll take a blessing and go. They don't try to understand. Vedic literature has given so much valuable spiritual knowledge that people are too lazy to try to find it. They're too lazy even to think about spiritual things. They'll say something like, I'm a Christian and I believe in the Bible. All I have to do is believe in Jesus. There's no endeavor to try to understand even what Jesus is teaching. People are lazy, materially, and spiritually. So in this way, there are so many symptoms of Kali yoga, which I want to discuss and Upcoming lectures. It's a, it's a very big analysis is given there in So the point of analyzing all this is just to see how miserable and horrible it is. So that we can apply ourselves with full determination to the solution to the problems of Kali Yuga. Which is chanting the Hare Krishna Maha and distributing the srimad And also seeing the horrible condition of Kali Yuga, uh, we should Awake our compassion should be awakened. If people are suffering so much, let us get in the knowledge by which they can be released from the sun. So again we'll discuss this subject Easy to do. But I'll we'll finish the lecture there. Any questions? the space and I can't, I can't. Yes. Well, Prabhupada always used to say that, that every living being lives for a hundred years. He said even the ant lives for a hundred years of his own time. Prabhupada sometimes used to speak about different kinds. The well, one kind of birth in India that is born after sunrise. So he has his childhood, his youth, his marriage, his old age and his death all before sunrise. So he's thinking I'm living a very long, happy life and we are laughing. What a short life he's living. But if, from the position of Lord Brahma looking down, us also, we if Lord Brahma is to watch any jiva, like us, we're going one body to another, to another, to another, jumping from body to body. We're thinking we're leading a long life. I am now 78 years old, very old man, someone maybe, but, uh, from the point, from the point of view of Brahma, he just blinked his eyes, and he got born and died in the same time. There's the story in Srimad Bhagavatam, Vrind Kokudma, who's the father of Rirati. So, he thought, my, well, my daughter is uh, very qualified. Let me go to Lord Brahma. He knows everything that's going on in the universe. And he can tell me who is the best person to marry her to. So when he reached Brahma Loka, there was, Lord Brahma, there was some social function going on. So they waited, and after a few minutes, the social function was finished. i Guru Maharaj told that I brought my daughter here. Maybe you could recommend who to marry her. Lord Brahma laughed. He said, in the few minutes that you've been here... And all the people you thought they should have be been to, they're all dead. <laughs> not only are they dead, but the dynasties in which they lived they've all died out. Because in Vedic culture, people, they trace back their ancestors, many hundreds of generations. And even their names are not known in humans. Because they were great kings, but even their names are not known in humans. So he said, go quick, right now to earth. Because Balaram is there. Marry your daughter to Balaram. shot." You don't have much time to become purified now. Where's Krishna consciousness now? So yes. many things to do. Yes. Any other question? How can we understand, this explain for people? What is absolute truth? Well, you may not be able to. To understand the absolute truth may take millions of lifetimes. So people who are living a very purified life, they may understand the absolute truth in <coughs> millions of lifetimes. People who are leading a very pure life, they may understand the absolute truth of the millions of life. So generally, on the street, we may just explain some basic principles to people who are curious and give them That's Prabhupada's happens. books, which will explain everything to them. So, of course, even in giving Prabhupada's books, some preaching has to be there. So what to say exactly that Krishna will give you? How to speak exactly to each person. These books give knowledge of God, how we can, how we can revive our love for God, and we can have a very uh, close, loving relationship with God. Depends, different people, you have to say different things. In America, people's minds tend to be very complex. So many of our devotees, they're expert in just on the spot, just preaching to people in all kinds of different ways to attract them to the books. Because they're experienced book distributors, and, uh, Krishna gives them the intelligence exactly how to preach to different people. <coughs> <coughs> that is, that is, we should feel. This is so wonderful. I'm getting the opportunity to serve Krishna. Krishna is so kind to me. We're not impersonal that we're trying to crush feelings. We want, we want to develop our feelings for Krishna. That is the meaning of Krishna consciousness. The point is that those feelings that we have for Krishna, they have to be, uh, solidified by understanding the philosophy of Krishna consciousness. If we only operate on the feelings platform, then in our neophyte stage, uh Maya will attack us so that we so that we may not feel so nice about serving uh, Krishna. We may feel, well, I'm serving Krishna so nicely, but the other devotees they're not so advanced. This is how Maya works in our mind. Then we make uh, offenses towards devotees. First of all, mentally, then verbally we make offenses to devotees and that's personal. Another danger, as I was explaining yesterday, is that uh immature devotees they put so much stress on what they're feeling. And their, their whole devotional service becomes orientated around how I can feel happy in Krishna consciousness. Whereas the proper understanding is we should always act in such a way that Guru and Krishna will be pleased. A real devotee's attitude is that I may be happy or not happy, but I have to act in such a way that Guru and Krishna will. And actually a devotee who acts in this way, he is blessed by Guru and, Guru and Krishna with ever-increasing happiness in the one who's interested in his, in his own happiness, he thinks, so why should I, uh, after some time he may think, that why should I do all this work for Krishna? Let me just enjoy hearing about some elevated pastimes. So we want to develop our feelings for Krishna. But because our mind is not pure at the present time, we should know that we may sometimes mistake our immature feelings as something which is actually, which is something very advanced. Therefore we should apply ourselves very carefully to the process of Sadhana Bhakti. Carefully hearing the message of Krishna, reading the books of Srila. <coughs> so that our initial that feeling that we have for serving Krishna can mature into pure devotional So both things have to be there. Sentiment and philosophy clear? Yes. And life and that we may therefore we have to we become attached to that. hearing and chanting about Krishna as far as uh, a great endeavor is concerned we should also understand that problem yesterday as well as sentimentalism I was also talking about fanaticism so one kind of fanatic is also someone who tries to break his way into the kingdom of heaven within three days That I'm just going to sleep two hours a day and eat eat this much food every day chant 120 rounds a day in this way I'm going to I forced my way back to Godhead. This is our recommendation. One should be very cool-headed and mature in the approach to Krishna consciousness. should take up Krishna consciousness in such a way that we can go on day after day, year after year, serving Krishna. Work hard for Krishna. Always be engaged in doing something for Krishna. Do it from the platform of the mode of goodness, not the mode of passion. Work hard means we should always be doing something in Krishna's service. Well. Work hard. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're always running around doing something. We should all take time every day to sit down and read Prabhupada's books. So everything, this kind of nature of instruction, everything very steadily, every day. Chant, read, engage in Krishna service, apply ourselves to the process of Krishna consciousness very seriously, pray for the mercy of Guru and Krishna, and have faith that when Guru and Krishna are satisfied, then... All our advancements will be given automatically. One more question, and again, you see me. Anyone else? Alright. Good in devotional service means, if he's being offensive, then that was good. It means all around good. If someone is being offensive, then that should be called to the attention of the relevant authorities. In each temple we have temple president, so, there's some problem like this between devotees, if it's really such a serious problem, it's better taken to the attention of the Tanya Otherwise, if we just start some gang wars in the temple, then everything becomes anarchy. Naturally, because it's Kali Yoga, there's always some hot or cold war, as Prabhupada says in the book, even between devotees. But uh, we shouldn't become so much overly concerned with this. Some people have a very heavy nature. It may take some time for them in devotion, some time for them, become purified of it. If they're making a valuable contribution to the Krishna conscious movement, then we may overlook some false. Prabhupāda hadn't tolerated the false of his disciples. This movement would never have spread. So that's one point. Another point is that we may think the the other person's being offensive. Maybe it's just our own false ego. Someone may be telling us something and you're thinking, who's this guy to say anything to me? So on the whole, we shouldn't get into too many mental trips to go with the world. We should see everyone who's come to serve Krishna, they are glorious. That Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita that anyone who's sincerely trying to serve me, even if he has some faults, Krishna says I accept him as my devotee. Adhure vasana. Krishna says, even if someone does something really off, oh, really bad, if he's seriously trying to serve me, I accept him as a devotee. Krishna says, Shrimhavati karma. Great, right? such a person you'll quickly become purified. So living in the association of devotees, no doubt it can be very intense. Everyone's going through rapid purification process. The strain of having your false ego removed so quickly sometimes makes make the devotees a little unusual in their behavior. When we're all in a big cooking pot, having our own, we're all stuck together, having, having our false ego burned out. And another thing, devotees, they come from all kinds of different backgrounds and they're just all kind of thrown together in the ashram. So anyway, it's Krishna's mercy, Prabhupada's mercy. We're all together in the International Society for Krishna. And we may have to tolerate different difficulties. Some of the difficulties may be living with devotees whose so their nature doesn't coincide with us, our, with ourselves. Anyway, we should tolerate all these difficulties for the sake of our progress. Because whatever we may think, the association of devotees is that which is saving us. So despite a few bumps here and there, we should... You should tolerate that and remain in the association of devotees. Altogether, we're all helping each other to go back to God. someone is, you may think someone's being offensive towards you, maybe he's calling you a rascal or But instead of thinking he's offensive, you can think, oh, he's so kind, he's telling me what's my actual position. Purifying. All right, so we'll finish there and again this evening.